Welcome to the CSUSB Advising Podcast. Join us as we bring you the latest advising updates at Cal State San Bernardino. Each episode is specifically made for you, the CSUSB students and parents. We provide you with advising tips, interviews with both CSUSB campus resources and those in academic advising. Sit back and enjoy. Go Yotis! Hey, Odies, welcome to the latest episode of the CSUSB Advising Podcast. We are a few weeks into the spring semester. We are midway through February. My name is Matt Markin, and I am with... Star Wilds. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I can't keep count of how many weeks, and I know it's going on a year next month that we've been doing this virtual thing. So hope everyone is doing well, and I hope you're doing well too, Maddie. Yeah, and hopefully, Yodis, if you haven't already, check one of our previous episodes where we interviewed Provost Sherry McMahon from Cal State San Bernardino, where we actually talked about this virtual environment and what is upcoming for summer and for fall. So check out that episode. And upcoming right now, the biggest thing is probably spring census. So that is going to be February 22nd, and that is the last day to add or drop without record of enrollment, meaning no W grade on your transcript. But we have resources, we have guests. So Star, who is our guest today? Thank you so much, Matt. I am excited about our next guest. Our next guest is from Counseling and Psychological Services. Now, Yodis know that you prepay for this service. And her name is Wendy Brower, a counselor. And we are so excited to uh, provide you with information that she has for you here today. And thank you so much for joining us for our podcast. Our special guest today is Wendy Brower Romero, is a licensed marriage and family therapist who has been working at CSUSB's counseling and psychological services since 2014. Wendy is a San Bernardino native and graduated from CSUSB's master program in clinical counseling psychology in 2012. Wendy's interests and hobbies include meditation yoga, reading, embroidery, and intersectional feminism. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us and welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, thank you again for joining us. And Wendy, if we could start, we'll jump right into the questions. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and also what you do within CAPS? Sure. Um, So like uh, Star had said in her um, intro, I uh, am a San Bernardino native, so I went to San Bernardino High School. Um, I've grown up in the Inland Empire my, my whole life. Uh, I went to UCR as uh, for my undergrad, and I got my um, degree in psychology and law and society. Uh, I initially thought I was going to go down the criminology route of things, um, and then I kind of had an epiphany that that wasn't what I wanted to do, um, but I didn't know what I was going to do, so I Uh, got a job working with uh, children with autism and found that I really loved uh, just being able to apply psychology and help people. And so that's why I applied to CSUSB for the clinical counseling program. Um, And I loved it. It was life-changing. And I feel very genuinely fortunate to be able to come back and give to my alma mater. Um, 
So what I do at the, at the counseling center, um, we have different educational backgrounds um, in our counselors that work there, but we all do the same work and we just approach things a little bit differently. So my particular educational background is I'm a, uh, I have my master's in clinical counseling psychology and then my licensure is in marriage and family therapy. Um, so that doesn't mean that I only focus on um couples and families. That's just kind of the title and, and one of my areas of expertise. Um, but I also do individual counseling and that's primarily what I do actually at our CAPS is we do a lot of individual therapy. We do group therapy um, and I do like presentations and workshops. So um, that's mostly what uh, I kind of focus my time on at Caps. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know your bio, uh, you, it was mentioned that you have been with uh, the Counseling and Psychological Services since 2014. And, uh, and you know, to date, did you ever uh, work there? Did you begin working there as a student, as a master's student? I didn't start um, working there as a master's student. We do accept some. Um, so our uh, clinic is a training site for students who are receiving their education in a clinical counseling um, degree. So that could be um, PhD level or master's level. So there were some people in my cohort who were um, who did do their what's called a traineeship at caps. Um, I didn't do so at that point. I initially, when I was starting off, I thought I wanted to work with just children, like small kiddos. Um, so I did my traineeship in Harupa Unified School District. So that's where I started off. Now, within CAPS, sometimes, you know, when, when if a student hears the word counseling, you know, they, they might have their own definition of what that might mean. Sometimes there might be some misconceptions or based off their backgrounds and how they grew up, maybe there's some you know, negative connotations that, that come with that. How can you help students come at ease with the Counseling and Psychological Center? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say, one, that's incredibly normal. Um, you know, I think most people feel uncomfortable and anxious about coming into counseling. Um, you know, I can say that you know, I wasn't exposed to therapy and I myself had a lot of that stigma, you know, kind of um, internalized until I actually went to go get my master's and then some of those things rearranged. Um, so I would say for those students that feel a little hesitant about that um, is to really just normalize like therapy isn't about you being crazy. I think that is like the, you know, the negative stereotype. It's not about there being something wrong with you or that you're broken in any way. Um, you know, I tell my students all the time, you're human just like I'm human and we all struggle. Life is hard um, and we are built to connect with people. And so that's part of what therapy does. It allows you to connect with somebody that can hopefully help you get out of that tough spot. And thank you so much again for, for sharing that. And in connection with that, so why, um, why would a student reach out to your office? Um, and I know that there, you, your office provides a variety of services. I know there's workshops and so forth, but why would a student be reaching your reaching out to your office? Yeah, so we see honestly students managing a, 
ton of different stressors and, and challenges. Um, so some like quick examples would be, we do see a lot of stress and anxiety and kind of depressive symptoms. And those words might sound like big and kind of like scary, but really what that means is, you know, difficulty focusing, excessive worry, um, finding that you're not enjoying things as much, maybe feeling like you're noticing you're more sad or more lacking motivation compared to how you usually would. Um, So that's some examples. Other things that we see a lot of is, you know, like I said before, we're human, we want to connect. So we see a lot of students who are managing challenges in their relationships. So that might be a breakup. It might be conflict in their partnership. It could be struggling with family dynamics where a lot of people are spending a lot more time at home. Um, It could be trauma. It could be there's So there's so many things. The way that I see it is if it's causing you distress and it's impacting you either in your work, in your relationships, in your schooling, it's worthy um, of the time and space of a therapist. Definitely. Now, you all offer a variety of different types of workshops throughout the school year. Not that you have to name every single one, but can you talk about maybe a few of the types of workshops that that you offer and also are those free for students? Sure. Yeah. So the good thing is that all of our services are included in your student health center fee. So that's including workshops as well as all of our therapeutic services. So when you enroll in classes, you automatically pay a student health center fee and that's what covers our services. So, so yes, that um, the answer to that would be they're open for you to, to be able to attend and you don't need to be a client at our center to to attend one of our wellness workshops. So that's open actually to all students, faculty, and staff. Um, so our our wellness workshops, I'm going to do like a, a shameless plug for one of mine. Um, I'm actually going to be doing one in on February 17th on uh, mindfulness to manage uh, a busy mind. But that's just like one example. We do. I do a lot of mindfulness presentations. Um, we have one on speed friending, on communication, on relationships. Um, we have one specifically for uh, like Women's History Month on empowering women, um, journaling. So every semester we try to offer uh, new workshops because at now, one of the good things, I guess, of doing things virtually is we record all of our webinars. And so we have those on our website. So if you go to csusb.edu slash caps, and then you access our wellness workshops, you can go to all of our previously recorded workshops and access those too. Um, so we try to keep it fresh and do new ones every semester. So you have kind of the bank of like all of these webinars on these really cool topics just keeps on expanding. That is awesome. And thank you so much for sharing that and sharing your upcoming um, workshop, uh, Busy Mind. I think that's an amazing topic. I feel like I have a busy mind even when I'm trying to shut it off and go to sleep. There's still so many things that I'm like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I'm planning, you know, already months ahead. So thank you. That is amazing. And again, for those who are listening, February 17th, but also you can check it out via the website, csusb.edu forward slash C as in cat, A as in Adam, P as in Paul, S as in Sam. So please make sure you check out the 
resources that's available via the website. So as you had mentioned, um, you know, students can definitely take advantage of these resources virtually. You mentioned there's recording that students can check out from previous workshops. Do you refer students to maybe outside resources if needed within the community? Can you talk a little bit about more about that and how that works? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So when we see students um, coming into our center, so the initial contact that if you're coming in for therapy, that initial contact is usually called an intake appointment. And so what that is, is it's kind of like an information gathering session where we get a sense of like your history, what's going on, what you're wanting to get out of therapy. Um, and at that point, and, and not just in that session, but like moving forward, sometimes it might take a few sessions. We're determining and assessing whether or not uh, the services that we have to offer at CAPS is the best fit for you. Um, so we do offer uh, kind of more brief, um, short-term therapy. So that means different things for different people, but essentially we're meeting like every other week to every three weeks for individual therapy. Um, if someone, for example, is really, really struggling and they might need weekly support, we might determine, okay, maybe there's actually a community, um, clinic where they're going to be able to receive more consistent therapy, more long-term therapy. And then we can, we actually have a case manager embedded within our department and she's a social worker. Um, and she allows us, we refer to her and then she works with the student to connect with like if they have insurance, they can connect with providers through their insurance. If they don't have insurance, um, she can help uh, the student apply for insurance. Um, there might also be times where we assess that it's not just the frequency of treatment, but maybe, for example, there might be certain kinds of issues that require specialized uh, treatment. Like, for example, like eating disorders require uh, kind of a team approach um, with like a nutritionist and those kinds of things. And we just don't have that service at our clinic. And so if we feel like, OK, we're, you're really deserving of something that's more specialized, then we'll refer out in that situation as well. Yeah, and if students had questions or they were they were interested in scheduling an appointment, how would they go about that? Yeah. So at this point, um, while we're virtual, uh, how you would go about um, scheduling an appointment is you would call our main line. And so that number is 909-537-5040. And you can access, you'll connect with our front office staff uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. If you call during, during those hours, uh, you can schedule an appointment Um to see either if you want individual therapy, you can schedule an appointment to meet with an individual therapist. If you see a group therapy option that uh, interests you, they'll schedule you with the facilitator of that uh, group, um, that particular group. So that's how you would go about it. Unfortunately, we've had some students like email, our main email. We don't schedule appointments, the, the initial appointment via email. It's only through calling that, that number. 
That is good to know. So again, you've heard directly from um, from Wendy. You want to make sure that you do call uh, their office um, via the number that was provided to schedule an appointment. If you have any additional questions, you could always reach out. I also want to make sure that I do put a plug in for their social media handle on Instagram because I know you guys are very active on Instagram. It is CSUSB dot caps c-a-p-s and it's all one word please make sure that you follow that you um look into the information because i know there's information that they have been posting so again thank you again for sharing that um and wendy what do you believe uh students are struggling with at this point i know you mentioned uh, there's a variety of things that students could come to meet with, with you guys but most recently with things you know having changed and everything what are you guys seeing your end or what are you personally seeing on your end that students are consistently meeting you with about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you named it of there, you know, the world is a, is a stressful place for a lot of people. I'd say most of us at this point. So we are seeing, I think just not only on campus, but I think widely in the mental health field, we're talking about just an a steep increase in anxiety and depressive symptoms, um, which make a lot of sense because, you know, the kind of a recipe for anxiety is unpredictability and change. And we're in the middle of this huge pandemic that seems to have no end at this point. I mean, we see kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's been going on for so long and there's so much unknown and uncertainty. Um, So we've been seeing a lot of students that are struggling um, with like focusing, um, struggling with like the virtual learning platforms, which is very normal. This is not what you thought college was going to look like. Um, So I spend a lot of time, I think, with my students right now, like really normalizing when I get, I hear students say, well, I don't know why I'm struggling and like focusing. It's like, can we normalize like what's happening in the world? And not only within the pandemic, but politically, a lot of social injustices, which is very painful and difficult to kind of view. So all of those things definitely impact students. And and we're seeing just a lot more like difficulty sleeping, like I said, just things that like stress, overall stress and difficulty in, in adjusting to all of these tough changes. Yeah, a lot, lot of changes, a lot of struggles. And as we end this interview, you know, as students are starting, you know, the, within the first couple of weeks now of the spring semester, do you have any words of encouragement as they are navigating, continuously navigating this virtual environment? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would definitely kind of building on that last point that I just made of, I think I spent a lot of time working with students, trying to get them to have some grace for themselves mm-hmm. of you know, I think we are all deserving of some self-compassion right now of not expecting that same level of productivity that you might have had before of, um, you know, giving yourself grace if you're struggling and, and focusing. So I, I think, you know, if you are feeling those things and you start to go down that route of like, what's wrong with me, of being able to know that like you're not alone like even those people that you see as like having it all together are probably having breakdown moments as well because it's just tough. Um, And we're all in this together. Um, I think that one of the things that I've, that this pandemic has taught me is that connection is connection. It may not be ideal, 
but as long as we're connecting, I think that that is what we need. And even if it's through Zoom, like just know that you're not alone. And there's not only on campus, but at our center, obviously, we have groups, we have other options to be able to connect and just know that you don't have to go through this alone. That's amazing encouragement and advice, Wendy, and thank you so much for sharing that. We, Matt and I truly want to thank you and our listeners here that are listening in. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and share information about CAPS and, and join. And again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Wendy, for that interview and all the great information regarding CAPS and Yodis. Please utilize this resource. Again, like Star mentioned prior to the interview, this is a resource that you pay for with your fees. So definitely utilize it if you need it. And they got a lot of great workshops and things upcoming. So definitely check that out. But Star, we've come to the end of this episode. Yodis, please check out our next episode, which will be in March. But Star, where can they find us in the meantime? Awesome. You can find us in the meantime on our social media outlets. So Facebook, Instagram. Yes, we are on TikTok, um, Twitter, and that will be CSUSB Advising as our name. Check it out. Follow, subscribe, like. We miss you all, Yodis, and we hope you take care.